0: Welcome to Outspoken, episode 49. I'm your host, Justin White, and my guest this week is my friend, Chris. He is a dog walker, like me, and we met on the dog walking hill. And um, we've only been able to talk in passing and, you know, get to know each other here and there on random topics uh usually related to whatever is relevant in that moment, I think we've probably talked about um road rage more than anything else uh or dogs. We've probably talked about dogs more than anything, but um, before we talk about anything now, I want to talk to you about some things. you being the listener is um, let's see. Well, I, um, I want to talk about the music. I don't know if you know this, but, um, for every show, I make music. I make original, different music for every single episode. Um, and it's fun. It's also time consuming and sometimes challenging to fit in the edit, but, um, I love doing it and it's fun for me and I think I will eventually get better at the instruments that I play and um, I like to share music with you all and I hope that you dig it so um, I just thought I'd mention that uh. <clears throat> Um. so yeah I was uh, talking to this digital monkey the other day and he was being a real jerk, and um, <clears throat> he challenged me to fisticuffs, and I don't usually go for that kind of thing, but um, you know, I will get into a boxing match with a digital monkey. <laughs> well, how do you feel about that? Like using, um, when you're using Google and using, that all of these, like, do you do shit on the cloud? Do you, are you worried about your identity and I gave up. your info being out there? You did?
1: I gave up. I've made mistakes. I mean, I, so I, there's a lot of like activism online and things that you can, you know, you can get involved with that, but it brings negative attention to you. Mm-hmm. It can possibly, I don't know all the NSA things, all those, all the things we found out sort of, between, like, Occupy Wall Street and Black Lives Matter. Uh-huh. Like... <laughs> the, how much the NSA was digging in. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, like, I had my emails dumped. Um, I don't know who did it. Obviously, it could have been anybody. But I wasn't really with... I wasn't really working with anybody at the time who would have
0: done that, necessarily. You mean just your in your inbox was
1: emptied? Uh, no, they uh, just downloaded a copy of the entire content. Oh, dumped. Content. Like, I see. Yeah, yeah. They just... It off yeah, your and the address was some uh, amazon uh, cloud server whoa so there's it's untraceable pretty much that way
0: it's crazy what people can do I've, i mean that's what i've been thinking from the very beginning if if somebody's learning how to program somebody else is learning how to program the the programming or yeah. to deprogram or reprogram it's often that person that programmed it too right but <laughs> to uh, but there. that's like no wonder they're hackers because they're just deciding how to use the same set of skills that somebody else is using differently. Yeah. I feel
1: like organized crime is tainted hacking for me anyway. Like I used to have this image of, you know, like the gray hat, black hat hacker or whatever. Yeah. But now it's, you get, you know, You're just an IT guy, you know, turning, you know, helping out the company by saying, hey, we found this loophole. Right. That'd be the white hat or whatever. Yeah, it's not
0: quite as cool.
1: Yeah, but the black hats these days are, you know, in Romania and, you know, Russia and just anywhere uh, where you can be anonymous, kind of, because you don't even know that they're actually in those countries. Right. A lot of the time, they're just using those connections. I'm sure it's getting bounced all over the place. absolutely.
0: Yeah, and and so yeah, the same thing. Like, if you understand how all that stuff works, and you want to use it for
1: nefarious deeds, you can, right? Yeah, or if you want to use your own hardware that you paid for um, in any way that you want to, sometimes that's illegal. I think up until the beginning or the I think it was the end of 2017, they finally passed this some bill that finally made it technically not illegal to, like, I think it was to to dump the bootloader. Or to like replace the bootloader on your phone, like on your certain own phone. certain phones, yeah.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's your property, but right. but we control how you use yeah. it.
1: Or DVDs. I mean, that was one of the earlier things. I think it was some twelve-year-old kid in um, uh, Scandinavia, one one of those countries, uh-huh. and uh, uh, I think it was Norwegian actually. And he he's twelve-year-old. He hacked the entire uh, encryption for DVDs, basically. Which, when he was twelve. Yeah, which at the time the industry thought was just like you know, this is, this is, this is perfect. This will, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody yeah, they thought they had this. it. Nobody's yeah. going to get into this. Wow. Right away. Cause before that you couldn't put in a DVD into your computer and then just rip it to, right. um, yeah, I,
0: I know, but because yeah. I tried many times, I was like, what, why? Like, and then I even, cause they started to make computers that you could rip, you know, data in, into off of things, yeah. but you still couldn't do. Cause it's encrypted.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I was yeah. pissed. I, I think it was desist, I think was the name of the yeah. okay. program cease and desist yeah i had a t-shirt i think when i was uh, like 16 or 17 and it had the whole code for it because they tried oh, really? to like take it off the web okay in in norway uh-huh and then uh so they started printing out these t-shirts with all the code for the
0: <laughs> that's amazing yeah. that's a really cool idea yeah you could do that with any secret message
1: that is about to be erased oh yeah there's a uh, yeah there's what's the name of print
0: 10,000 shirts of it and start yeah. like giving them out say, sending them places that's really cool Um, so did you grow up
1: like coding? Did you grow up with all of the, an understanding of stuff? I mean, I didn't have the resources necessarily to, or, or, you know, the discipline to sit down with the C++ books I had and really actually, I mean, I tried, but there's just a certain, there was a wall that I would reach at, you know, 13 or 14 years old. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now I I would you know now there's all these resources online. It's wonderful. Like you don't need books necessarily unless you're actually at the point where you're past. You know you're in the theoretical. Okay. How the engines work on it, but I mean I did things like uh, MIRC was this uh, you know uh, IRC is the Internet Relay Chat of the Internet. Pretty much I think it actually predates HTTP. Okay. And all those things people still use it to this day. Really? But there was one called MIRC for Windows, where. um they had like a scripting language basically. So you could automate things. So like if somebody says this word, you know, you'll reply with this. And so I got into that and somehow with all that, you can pile it up. And I started building like apps with it, like large, larger scale applications and stuff
0: but I know so little about it that I, you know, like even having a conversation
1: about it's going to sound, <laughs> yeah, if it's very one scripting one-sided, versus like, programming languages uh-huh. is like kind of not that important. Okay.
0: I, I mean, I don't know the difference even, and I don't, I, if you taught me, I wouldn't retain it. Right. Scripting
1: I, is if it's in human language, basically, okay. and right. it just, you know, I stays understand in that. human language. Yeah.
0: I can, I can <laughs> exist good. in that realm for a long time. <laughs> I'm still working on that one. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah. There are times when I'm not, you know, maybe I'm not the best at it, but I, at least it's where I operate the best. I think it in- gets English late. My grammar falls apart. I think. Yeah, yeah, probably without sleep. Everyone's everyone's does. So yeah, it's start, to break down. Yeah, sounds like I'm Googling. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's every every little keyword that <laughs> just passes
0: through your brain. Yeah. Food. What
1: what I mean, adjectives are going in different directions.
0: Right. So did you so growing up with um with interests like that like that, did you also do stuff outside? Did you were you a kid who had any interest in
1: I did um I think my uh, I grew up in an area where it was like you couldn't necessarily just play outside all you know you could that's the thing is my mom felt like you couldn't I think was the real okay she was worried there. about you yeah and I mean uh you grew it, up in Chicago yeah was it about South was side a, yeah it okay was
0: pretty it was pretty dangerous yeah it could it be could be
1: it could be yeah like if you didn't necessarily like if you didn't have the people friends around you to protect you that's that's a problem yeah' some you know, there's a it's not a gang mentality, but it kind of is like yeah.
0: You get beat up if you're by yourself. Yeah. And you get run. You know, a crew runs upon you yeah, and it you just wants it. Yeah. Did you? So did
1: you do that? Did you
0: like have to navigate? My social
1: navigation it? of that is is a minefield of all that. Like uh just with the the people I grew up around and you know the negative role models I had and the picture of the world that that kind of can give you mm-hmm. as a you know. As an impressionable young human who's like trying to figure out what's right and yeah. what you should strive for. Do you mean negative role models,
0: just like at large, just people, or, yeah. or like yeah, not in my
1: direct not- family. My dad was very busy working, so I mean he's okay. <laughs> he was gone maybe about fourteen hours a day. Oh wow! Because he would drive two hours, work, you know, drive two hours back. What did he do? Day. Um, he he was a he did carpet installation when I was real young, and then he moved into like bicycle repair, and then he appliance repair. He's just but he always had to drive to get
0: you yeah. know commute to get there. Yeah. That's that's hectic. And did your mom work or is she, she no.
1: stayed? She was very much uh they're they're very old school. You get yeah. that vibe off of them, like Yeah.
0: Heart hard, hardy hearty, Midwestern, like <laughs> exactly. like wholesome sort of say what you think. Steady, yeah. Don't honest. honest words.
1: I like that. But you know, maybe not quite as socially caught up. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, except in the meccas, like the, the college towns and stuff, right, like the yeah. educational meccas. yeah, Because they tend to, they're, they're progressive because they recruit from all over the world. And yeah. you, can't, you can't help but learn something about how to be a person when you are meeting them from everywhere, you know? Yeah, And I think it's pretty, we stay so narrow-minded because if you don't leave your, your setting, you're never going to expand your horizons.
1: Yeah, a comfort zone. Yeah, I the, think I didn't really have a comfort zone, like that, that was then, one of the things that drove me like it was all to get get out of there was did you have a lot of anxiety fully in the back of my mind yeah as a kid yeah i mean social anxiety is yeah. just confusing to kind of be torn between like okay so i i had a lot of pressure like i when i was uh, a little kid they like tested me for like uh like IQ, yeah, It's all those aptitude tests mm-hmm. and they put me in early. And so I had all these expectations on me yep. of like child genius. Like, and that, I never really brought any of that to fruition. I don't, I don't feel necessarily, but also you got to realize as a kid, sort of, you don't want to be a weirdo. No, you don't want to be different. You're yeah, already you gets, different.
0: You get stigmatized just by yeah, like just the knowledge of having taken that test. Right. It could, you know, brand you nerd mm-hmm. forever, you know? Yeah. So, so you dealt with some of that, like like pressure from.
1: Well, you learn to like dumb yourself down. Yeah, kind of. And so I think like adding in, you know, oh, what's it called uh, that thing? Like just yeah. saying that on purpose, even though you already have that word queued up and ready to go. And yeah. Just... So it's like you know, there's this whole world of what the people around me are doing, and you know, a lot of it's like drug selling drugs, and there's you know, I would say glorification of violence and a lot mm-hmm. of that um and of course you are in that environment trying even if you try to be left alone uh actually i feel like the more you try to be left alone <laughs> you'll get the, bothered yeah yeah so you know torn between that like trying to succeed socially mm-hmm. while also trying to explore these things like pretty much went back and forth between being grounded for doing this the things in the social area okay to being you know just in my room like, studying and exploring those things like yeah through the internet okay. thankfully yeah.
0: Yeah. It's so hard. I'm trying to, I mean, I've spoken to a lot of people who are your age or younger, who, who have, who had the internet from the time that yeah you could use it, you know, that, a, that a person would be interested in using it.
1: And the it's, weird internet too. Yeah. You,
0: yeah. It was already, Oh, you mean weirder than.
1: Yeah. The people were weirder.
2: Okay. It felt weirder.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, now think of people who go on like the swipe apps. Yeah. And you go on, like you just use the app, and then like give someone your phone number and then just go. It's pretty over there. insane. Yeah. That seems really insane, and it's actually you know it's not if you think about it it's way safer than it used to be. Yeah, I suppose. It's, uh, but it's still weird. It's like, weird to me. Yeah. Back back you know when in the internet in the early days of the internet that was like, oh my god, someone's gonna kill you now. Yeah, yeah. Like for sure someone's
2: gonna kill totally. you. Totally. <laughs>
1: technology and activism and you know bringing ideas forward and people together and mm-hmm. equalizing playing field and all those things because that was happening but there was just because there was kind of a lag I would say with like wealth and you know corporate uh control mm-hmm. because I mean that 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 window where it was like the wild west of the internet and you know we weren't all reading the same thing anymore necessarily right that was short right that was very short <laughs> Yeah, and now technology is just used uh, to counteract all the positive, you know, outcomes that that maybe could have come from it. And so I'm now pretty much a pessimist. But I also checked out after Occupy Wall Street. Didn't get to enjoy any success of being a part of Black Lives Matter because I was had a lot of things to deal with. And uh, Occupy Wall Street really left me really messed up a little. Well, because before Black Lives Matter came along, there was no legacy that mattered from that. It was de- it was defeat. Right it was uh we lost and we also have no way there's no like way forward from here mm-hmm. with our active, our because you know the NSA thing really messed screwed with a lot of people yeah um there was weird things going on online it's just it was a weird scene
0: a lot of the activists you mean were being being yeah Messed with, messed which with.
1: isn't new, I mean, you look back right. and if you read anything about you know activism in the seventies and that's, oh it
0: goes all the way back
1: yeah i mean so. f well the FBI directly you know had policies of intimidation and mm-hmm. working you know directly tracking all of these people activists and
0: all that stuff is known now, and you never hear people. Talking about it, really? No,
1: because you know? we can't do anything about it. Yeah, I mean, so, we, but
0: we, so we, complacency is being—I mean, we're being beaten yeah, down, absolutely,
1: into the into complacency. You asked about you asked about privacy, how I, you know, my privacy concerns earlier. Yeah, and I said so I gave up, like I give up because I know it's all out there already. Yeah, um, I signed up for a Facebook account. I think I even put my phone number in back then. Mm-hmm. Um, you I know, I think everyone did. We did you those things. No, nobody I think thought. they even asked for your social security at one point.
0: Probably. Um, Bastards. I well, don't, I there, don't was, even...
1: there was a thing that, uh, looking back now, I'm like, oh, I want to learn more about this. But Obama at some point was trying to come forward. There was some like talkings of a policy of you actually had to have like, you had to ID your Facebook. Like you had to have like a verified Facebook account. Mm-hmm. They were talking about this back then. And I remember hearing this and thinking like, that's crazy. Right. That's terrifying. Yeah. But, you know, now we're in 20... 19 and i'm like oh yeah maybe that had something to do with that maybe the maybe that was kind of seen coming
0: i think the people who i i i think a lot of things happened by accident but then as soon as the accidents started to happen people the opportunists rushed in and like oh yeah think about this what could we do with this and yeah. they just started to bleed everybody dry with no permission no you know mm-hmm. let's do it quick before anybody notices and now it's too late. That's it's how you do good. business. So, yeah, these days, like <laughs> it's just for a smash and grab yeah. policy. There was crazy. a period
1: with the even when when uh, when uh, cannabis was legalized that uh, like the oil pens they had all these uh, like chemicals in them right and, like that were uh, you know byproducts of the failed purification process for all these things and when it got legalized suddenly a lot of these couldn't be sold anymore and they just pushed them out to the Midwest because I found. Uh, like my friends on Facebook coming out with with the exact same yeah, ones that guys, I had, had before. You guys smoke these right things
0: that will kill you for sure. Yeah, it's like a dark market, Chemical- so. yeah. and that's how everything is. I mean, what, fentanyl we're getting oh, you know God. from China just to get to to like check out. It's that bad. Yeah, that's messed up, man.
1: What do we do? What do we what are we gonna do? I don't know. We're gonna sit and record a podcast and yeah,
0: and just talk about rap- honestly shit going like. Down.
1: I acknowledge being wrapped in privilege Uh um, and not to say like wealth privilege, but just because of where we live, like how hard that I, you know, how hard it is to pay rent here puts you at this weird kind of poverty. Like once you have your rent paid, then you can have like a a steak dinner because you you, you have that there once.
0: Yeah. You made it past that the first and then you can like live it up for a minute. Yeah. Well, it's just
1: the baseline is higher because you have to, you have to earn so only so much just to scrape by. Yeah. Right. And so, po- just a weird poverty to me. I remember. It's saving true. Money I've steak. been in that poverty
0: the whole my whole existence here. Yeah. No. And it seems crazy to say that because it's I have everything I need. I have a house. I don't, you know, uh, but I'm always just scraping by. Yeah. And Absolutely. for a long, long time. And so you get used to it after a while. You do, but then there's no. What does your horizon look like? You know, there's no. I don't have some. I don't have like a net to catch me. Right. You know, yeah. I just got to keep working. And, yeah, uh, and I have to keep finding new ways to to make mm-hmm. to bring in income to pay for my kid and to you know.
1: Yeah, my expectations have definitely changed. Yeah, <laughs> and a from, lot of that
0: from like dreamer to to the pragmatist. I mean, or...
1: my ambitions have changed. I now uh, think it's extremely ambitious to want to have a home and be happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it sounds Bo- sad to say that, but I really think that that's true. I agree. Like yeah. in general. Yeah. yeah, I'm not arguing. Even at if all. you have a home, then you have to like. <laughs> there's the then there's a whole other world. Maintain the home of, of and figuring and... that out and the people you love and all that. Like, Yeah. I, I don't think that that, yeah. I think I used to have other ambitions of, you know, achieving certain yeah. things. And now I just want to be happy, kind of. And I think that that's actually a hard thing to achieve. <laughs> yeah. What do you think you
0: need to do to be happy, you personally?
1: I don't know. I think no? Right now,
0: yeah. I mean, I need more. I need the... more
1: people. I need my people. You know what I mean? I need To find my people. Yeah. Like it's something that I haven't done in a while. Run across like a group of people and been like, "Oh, this is kind of circle. This I five works. Party. Yeah. I had that in you know in spades when I moved to San Francisco in 2008.
0: Oh, really? Those were right. One of the
1: things I really loved about the Bay Area was it really felt like you could just see people, a group of people, and like walk up and say hi, and, it, and then and it make worked. friends. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah, I used to do that everywhere I went, and yeah. and sometimes I would get laughed at or kicked out right. or whatever. But a lot of the time, you'd be welcomed in, or be you know they might look at you for a second like, who's this? Oh, all right, he seems right. all right. But there's uh, too much suspicion here now. Yeah, socially. No, But I don't think it's just here. I think it's just yeah, becoming the right. the way. It's the way like we are we are distrust distrustful of one another. Mistrust, yeah. you know, and um, that's that worries me because it's there's already some pretty rampant tribalism going on. It's
1: our weakness, I think, uh, like a lack of trust. Yeah. I actually do really appreciate being an American and you know, the, our spirit or whatever you want to call it, like our attitude mm -hmm. (laughs) is what it really is. I I do. I appreciate parts of it. I don't like the arrogance or the, yeah, no American exceptionalism is also a weakness Yeah. because look at how much we don't invest in staying on top and right. As a result, we or in can't. doing
0: good or doing right. Right. You know?
1: If you think you belong on top just because you're great, and then you don't do anything, you just keep saying you're
0: great, you're and, gone. and you keep reinforcing your military so that you can yeah. defend how great you are. Yeah. You never have to actually be great. You just have to be able to fight anyone who challenges you.
1: Yeah. something that's happened to me lately and i think it's probably just uh, a part of getting older i'm running into really young cops
0: (laughs) oh really yeah like like 20s
1: yeah like late maybe like 28 27 yeah i'm less worried after talking to some of these people though
0: really because they're socially more progressive there's a difference i don't want i'm
1: not going to label them as progressive people because i mean i have you know i have my whole my own whole complicated relationship with, with, with what that means, with what that means you, to you want f- to protect people, but also to be authoritarian. Right.
0: But do you feel like they're easier to talk to or something or what? What's There's the a change.
1: Difference? There's more human interaction there. I feel like, huh? With younger cops. Yeah. There's they're even not
0: just cracking your skull and saying, move along.
1: Well, yeah, move along is probably a good way to sum all that up. But like, it's like the other day, a cop showed me a picture of his dog on his phone. That's nice. And I was like, that was the weirdest thing because you're a dog walker and he and a he, while he saw, yeah, but he, he just, just loves his oh, dog yeah, like a, and he just cool. wanted to talk about it. And it's just like, I love those experiences. I've had more of those happening. Yeah. But again, I, that might just be a white dude getting older. Right. Cause I, that makes a big difference. That's a privilege well, to be also, treated nicely.
0: Right. Well, also, you, So you have to remember that dogs are the, are like the throughway to yeah. the heart for a lot of people. Anybody who does yeah. not afraid of dogs probably love them to the extent that they're yeah they're like uh that's a way in which we could bond even if we hate each other's guts otherwise
1: you know but unless you're michael vick
0: yeah that guy we don't need to (laughs) color well i don't know you know i walked uh, i walked one of his did i tell you i think you had mentioned that yeah yeah one of the dogs that came from the vick compound was in my care for a while he was the sweetest little dude sweetest little you know muscle-headed (laughs) pitbull he was so meathead. awesome yeah but just such a such an angel you know yeah wouldn't hurt anybody couldn't hurt anybody he doesn't you know it's not in him so that's i mean it just says what dogs are about yeah if you could live through that and then still come out this like pure creature you know but he, are there he was, less he was are scared of everything but.
1: like per capita or whatever or do you think there's less human beings that are that resilient and come out Well,
0: definitely humans are resilient. I mean, we endure. I mean, if that dog had to
1: get a job in an apartment, (laughs) would you see that dog ever again, or would he (laughs) go from his job to his apartment and just stay in there?
0: Yeah, that's a good question.
1: Um, He's a survivor, but he's also, you know, he's he's scared. Yeah, like scared. Scared is what it is. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, He's been traumatized. I I feel that way. Totally. I mean, I think most. I think most every. I. I think trauma is just part of life, you know, yeah. being born is traumatic. You yeah. Know? yeah. I think the second you enter the world, you've experienced trauma. It's
1: integrating the meaning of it. That is the essential part.
0: Right. It's how it's the story that you tell about yourself yeah. in, in that context.
1: Yeah. Once you can make pain necessary, then it, it suddenly isn't a big of a deal. Like if you can tell yourself that I needed this to yeah. progress. Yeah. Well, even it's that's
0: funny a story. Right. I know. Well, I was just I was going to say like I, I, you hear it you hear that phrase or phrases like that repeated a lot about like, you know, you you, you need to you need to suffer in order to learn, you know, yeah. or you know, you need to be. And I think there's truth in that. There's a lot of yeah. growth that comes out of being challenged, definitely. But I also think there are occasions yeah. where you can learn the lesson without the pain and suffering.
1: Yeah, I think heightened emotion uh There's these, uh, I've always taken this with me, so it's kind of vague in the back of my head, but there was some study, Okay. the the wonderful SUM study.
2: Yeah, I know know (laughs) all about vague studies. I Uh, I
0: could quote all kinds of uh, misinformation from, sorry,
1: I interrupted you. I actually, it fell off before that. Okay. What was? Human resilience uh,
0: trauma. We were talking
1: about the, like. Oh, that's where I was. Sorry. Bring it back. (laughs) Yeah. So the SUM study. Okay. There's a uh, the some study said that it was studying memory and like um, long-term memory. Okay. And basically, it didn't matter positive or negative of the emotion, but an emotional charge attached to the moment when you're taking in that information makes that information more accessible. It makes it stand out. I would say, you know, metaphorically bigger. Right. In your web work. Of positive or
0: negative. Positive or negative. Totally equal. Right. So it... pain
1: or joy can both impact you impact that in the, yeah
0: right wow so so really what it comes down to is the information that's being conveyed but i don't know because it's your state
1: to, the state of your system integrating right. that information yeah
0: right but your state is automatically going to be on guard if you're being attacked versus being you know coddled or something right I mean, there,
1: you can think of um it's very important to learn as much as you can about the situation in which you were attacked in order to avoid it in the future
0: that that I agree with, yeah. but I mean, in terms of like pain and joy being equal teachers, it seems like maybe love would be a better or pain and love or. F- it's a Donnie Darko. <laughs> yeah, is that is that a
1: I don't know. <laughs> Patrick Swayze plays like uh, some cheesy like self help guru character. I remember that. Yeah, I just don't remember the
0: things between, that's between that's love funny. and pain. Or I thought it was like fear
1: that. and love. Fear and love. That's it. Yeah,
0: I think I'm that's a, that's a pretty anymore. standard thing. <laughs> I mean that's a, that's the a paradigm that gets or it's a uh, whatever a, d- a dichotomy. What do you yeah. what do you call it when symbology? <laughs> but when it's two these two things, um, anyway. Oh right.
1: Yeah. That yeah. That was the idea that any heightened emotion basically assists in integrating that information, and in, because we're talking about the necessity the necessity of pain in learning. Yeah, but maybe there's other options.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what I'm wondering cause it like it because even. I've never like of all the religions that I've learned anything about, and I don't know a lot about any of them, but I probably know a little about a bunch of them. Yeah. And uh, yeah. of all of them, Buddha- Buddhism is the only one that really resonated in in any way because it was peaceful and it was sort of yeah. like inclusive and uh, it teaches you that you're you're okay <laughs> like that you're the okay the way you are, the the way way you are is, yeah, and that whatever you're seeking is within you already,
1: which is a huge that seeking is an emotion yeah well you go the wanting
0: but but that it actually the answer actually exists within you like it's not an external thing you don't you don't find it out there we all think that we're supposed to look out in the world for the things that are going to answer our this burning question what is life about and what am i you know who am i and what but it's not there it's inside us and it's based on those experiences you know and how you how you react to them and how you store them as memories but um
1: and the story that you, the narrative. You know, yeah, just, that's you know, what I mean. Like yeah. you have
0: these memories and you have them stored in this like sort of, I mean, at least speaking for myself, it's their, the memories are as I recall them, but I'm sure that there's been they change you know, every time
1: you access them, I believe. Or
0: maybe not every time. Or they—they they get. <laughs> I think parts of them get hardened, and others get more fluid. You know, yeah. I think they're thing. They're like things that stand out as the sort of point of the whole thing, and those become solidified as yeah. definite. This definitely. I would happened say this way.
1: Like, look at what makes you remember something, and it's maybe because there's a parallel, or there's some sort of uh, meaning
2: mm-hmm. associated
1: with the thing. That's what made you remember it. But as you're remembering it and now you're taking this other stuff, you're changing the story sort of. So the, the thing that makes you access the memories makes you change it. Right. If you think of it in that way, or it changes the pathways to and from it.
0: Well, isn't it also, because we we're always trying to sort of recreate our, the, the presentation of ourselves of the world like you don't want to tell a, a story where you're the oh. total you know you're the idiot you're the heel compl- yeah. yeah you don't those Which, stories you tend frankly, to i am all of <laughs> us times, all like. of us have been humiliated all of us yeah. have experiences that we wish
1: we could take back or what you know yeah. we don't want other people to know about yeah. and that's why that's how things that you do that instantly after you go well that's I, that's not who I am.
0: Yeah, or um, or things that have happened to you, or things yeah, that you know the way they, you
1: react to the things that happen to you. Is
0: yeah, I mean. they cause They could cause you shame in the same way. Yeah,
1: whether you did it or or somebody yeah, did it. I think to we you. touched on road rage we we're talking about before. Yeah, it sort of touches on that. Yeah,
0: I mean you could do it and then hate yourself immediately. Right. You
1: can be justified in doing it too, and still have done it the yeah. wrong way for who you are
0: well it just doesn't work for anybody that no. type i mean raging at someone no. it's it's a it should i think i think anger is very useful in in very specific circumstances and that is generally just to protect yourself from somebody from an aggressor you know yeah if somebody's oh, coming yeah. at you big and strong you got to be angry enough to let them mm-hmm. know you're not to be messed with and okay. then it's over as, you know, as it's an as...
1: emotional hulk out kind of, yeah,
0: kind of, <laughs> yeah. Puff up your chest. I don't, I mean, I don't, I hate getting into that shit with people, but I'd rather do that yeah. than actually fight. So Oh, of course I've yeah. had to do we that.
1: live in an area I feel like where it's kind of like New York in that people feel pretty free to yell stuff, but it mm-hmm. doesn't, it rarely it doesn't amount to much. Yeah, it does at times, obviously, but it's, it's not like he, I noticed the difference between growing up in Chicago yeah, and like the difference between that and New York. Right. Like if you, the things that people yell at each other in New York, like somebody would be dead <laughs> in Chicago.
0: Yeah. In New York, it's just kind of like a matter of thing. Ah, yeah. uh, you
1: cocksucker. And then it's yeah. like. Well, it's like you, you said, know. it's using that anger to like protect, you know, your space. Right.
0: But it's met with equal anger it's not like a right. it's kind of an understanding there's so, it's not an escalation I was no saying. we're communicating yeah. in our way and it's you know here's my boundary here's my boundary yeah. here's my you know
1: i miss that kind of yeah little well, bit. if as long as it's uh harmless you know yeah. i don't mind it as long as you respect it i've got this thing where i really like people like some of my best friends can be unreasonable then they get that out of their system immediately and are like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. about that. And like yeah. I'm like, that makes me feel better. I'm like, you're human. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's great. Yeah. Well, what's your your you would more likely contain it
1: and hold like contain some weird is actually way more weird. I know. It's more harmful, but is but is to... that what your is that your go to? Not, not anymore.
0: No. No. <laughs> You've learned how to speak your mind too. Like, I reached a thing? point
1: where I changed from the mindset that came along from my background that, you know, it's you mind your business, like mm-hmm. getting up into other people's businesses, a problem. Like, um, but I don't feel that way anymore. I feel the opposite. When now. did
0: did it shift because you moved here or was it things a happened, here. That happened over time?
1: Over time. Yeah. Incidents happening, you know, running into people in the street, seeing people doing really horrible things like hurting. And it's anytime you see somebody, uh, trying to bring aggression upon somebody else who clearly doesn't want it. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that means you sh- you, you should probably do something. Like step in if you can. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, step in or voice Interrupt or it. record yeah. or call or, you know, yeah. the, the camera is really, really important. Your instincts are not to grab your camera when you absolutely should. Well, at least for me.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I don't, I mean, there's a fine line between, you know, I mean, some people are pulling out their camera to gawk, to, to gawk and right. to record for their la- their live Facebook right. thing later, but uh, or what right then? But um, and that's in my opinion the worst possible use of a phone to go record somebody right. fighting somebody or killing somebody. You know, and that's, and that's little, why
1: I think. So I uh, was walking down the street one morning, and um, I heard like a dog yelping. Mm. and I I'm not sure I want to hear where the story goes. Is honestly it, don't. I'm, don't, summing, I'm going to sum it up really. Okay, don't uh, tell me any of the specifics because yeah.
0: it'll, it'll actually stay with me.
1: So right. So basically I saw this going on and mm-hmm. continuing going on. And all I said was, Hey, mm-hmm. and like that, that's all you really need to say. If somebody clearly knows they're doing just something wrong, doing something horrible, yeah. but they
0: stop for that moment. Don't you think they're probably well, gonna because then
1: I became the focus. Right. But um, don't
0: you think they go back to doing it?
1: Whatever horrible thing they're doing after hurting the one thing in life that loves this person like anyway so that changed everything i got enough like i just he's like well i'm gonna kick your ass and so we squared off really
0: he was prepared to fight you over that
1: no he wasn't okay he's prepared to get me to stand off so he could let go of the leash of the dog so the dog could attack so the dog that i got involved for is attacking me and i did not know what to do I've survived dog attacks before. I don't, you know, you fight, like you, 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 you fight.
0: This dog came at you. He dog released came his at me. I came, did not know what to him. do
1: because I'm involved in this situation because this dog was being like hurt, and so yeah. now I'm like, am I supposed to hurt the dog?
0: Help him, hurt him. Yeah. The
1: psychology of this dog that I perceived is just it's heart and it's sweet. Like this dog, when he bit me, recoiled from it. He you didn't could want see to do that it. he knew yeah. that what he had done was like. Just not who he was. Where did he bite you and how badly? He bit me on the ass. Um, He actually put two holes in my underwear, but didn't penetrate my jeans and me. Two holes in me and my underwear.
0: Oh, but the the jeans just went along for the ride and (laughs) came back there? Wow.
1: But this dog recoiled and then... Good
0: job, Levi Strauss.
1: And then he froze and he latched onto my bag and he wouldn't let go of it.
0: Huh, I wonder if that was a choice on his part.
1: I saw it in his eyes. He was like, I I don't want to hurt the person. I just
0: need to convince my human that I'm doing what he told me to do. I saw
1: the moment of him going from this is right attacking to going, oh, that's not what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. (laughs) To going, okay, what do I do? And then doing that. Like the bag. Wow. And then what was the dude? Was he like... He. Got up in my face, passed the dog off to his girlfriend. Um, and then he went and changed his clothes. And I only know this because I started looking for him. And I'm bleeding at this point. Um, and so I'm like walking through the mission, just like looking, just yeah. looking. Um, I know that I've been in enough situations that if you, sometimes you just go look and it's there. Yeah. Um, and I saw him coming out from behind a church and he had like taken his hat off and changed his shirt and taken his glasses off. Uh-huh. And so I followed him. Like I had the police on the phone, <laughs> lost sight of him. The police showed up. I hopped in the car and they drove around the block and there he was like hiding behind a car. So he just saw like, the cops roll up. We yeah. rolled up and he was just there like hiding in plain sight at that point. Well, not in plain sight before he saw yeah, yeah. it. It was just, so obvious just seeing this person like not hiding. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing that I think this also changed is part of what changed this in me is that I had, well, I'll, the cop, there was the cop that was there was like, uh, so do you want to press charges? Just kind of like, cause they're not supposed to really influence your decision to do that. Right. And as soon as I said, yes, he like, you could see like his like shoulders let down and he was like, good. Um, he says, we've been getting phone calls about this guy. Oh. So we got a phone call last week that he was twisting his dog's ear on Jeez. Castro and all of a sudden, it popped in my head. I was there. The reason I got involved with this situation was because I couldn't sleep a week before because I didn't do anything when I saw him doing that. It was the same I didn't same even realize dude, it was the same person. Dude. Wow. That's and it amazing. just came around. And so once I decided the, the cops said good because, you know, nobody was willing to stick around yeah. and press charges. Good and for so you, he just said it, he didn't have a dog. And that was the end of it. Uh-huh. And so, uh, this was right around the time I had started volunteering at animal control as well. So like I knew, I knew where those people hung out right. and so I found the dog and I had animal control. They nice. And grabbed him.
0: So the cops couldn't, he just said, I don't have a dog. And the cops were like, okay, we can't arrest we can't prove him. It. Then. How
1: can they? Yeah. The dog's, yeah. dog's not even there. Like,
0: but you went back to the house with the, or you sent ACC well, this to was, the
1: house. This, well, this was, uh, um, yeah, like part of the, it, there are in the homeless community, I think around like the Castro kind of area. So I knew Safeway, I knew places to stake out. I also, you know,
0: but do you know that they, they were able to retrieve the dog? Yeah.
1: I, uh, because I, I mean, I followed it through. I followed it through. And I I, I mean, I even like dressed down and put on like a bandana and went and questioned people to try and find wow. out where to find you this, went undercover for that I dog did and then i that's planted badass, across man. the street with a little a mo- uh, little uh, monoscope and and i just waited for three hours watching these people the dog came right up Damn. called the police it took me two hours on the phone to police to get them to come they wouldn't come and then eventually said oh well we can't do anything uh-huh. that's when i went wait there's a legal obligation once a dog breaks skin that they have to be taken into custody so i called animal control and they came right away within 15 minutes wow that's yeah. amazing Good good shit, man. But that's, that's what changed it, man. I before this point, I think I had come back to the city in a really weird time, twenty thirteen, social upheaval, mm-hmm. uh financial upheaval, mm-hmm. and I just felt helpless and alone. And mm-hmm. but once I felt like everybody was helpless and alone it was really
0: It was it, sort of the overall
1: Right. But once I did that, I couldn't feel that way anymore.
0: You felt involved and, and like yeah. useful. It was and...
1: evidence that at least some one you know, somebody did it. You can make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, that's
0: a, that's like a huge, you know, advertisement for service. Just being of service. Yeah. In any way that you can.
1: PETA never made me feel like being a vegetarian. Honestly, the, the propagating like animal abuse videos, mm, yeah. f- focusing on it and framing like, this is how everything is. Turn me off. But the moment YouTube became full of like videos of cows playing with dogs, mm-hmm. that was a problem.
0: That's yeah. That's what sold me too. When I saw interspecies like acknowledgement yeah. of, oh, of, of, of the being and the soul and the whatever, you know, there's yeah. this con- like I saw a thing with a. A goat and a horse who were best friends for like 15 years. You know, one of them was blind, and the other would lead it to the pasture every day and back every day. And then the horse—I think it was the horse that was blind—and it died. And then the goat had nothing to do and was like immediately distraught and depressed,
1: mourning that. Yeah.
0: And then I think they got a—they got a dog, or they got something. I'm trying to remember what it was. They just kept smaller animals. <laughs> but it wasn't a goat. They got some
1: other yeah, animal to goat, be the dog. friend with the goat. And they have to get a cat for the dog. Right, yeah.
0: That's how I would if I, <laughs> if I had my, if I had space, I would have I would have my own arc, basically. I just have so many animals. Everything. One of those
1: animal love things that confuses me is ducks. I've been seeing videos of ducks, like excited to see kids. I'm like, what's really going on there? Are they framing it like this? Because I don't understand, like...
0: Ducks being
1: affectionate and
0: loyal but are they ducklings or are they they've grown grown ducks wild ducks
1: there's a video of like a duck in a car picking up the kid from school crazy excited but just, it's like a pet duck yeah okay yeah well like that a, would a have domesticated with, duck right
0: but that was probably a, a rescued duckling that they raised right yeah prob- probably imprinted yeah. on them
1: but it's still like uh it's i it's just not behavior i associate you don't yeah. i don't see Ducks loving on each other, but I guess I don't really watch ducks that often either. They get,
0: they get intimate It's as, as far as birds can, you know? I mean, with beaks. Birds and, and the bees. And, yeah. Well, but birds <laughs> specifically, because I, I think about that. Like if cats are cuddling up to each other, they can totally intertwine and get all nuzzly yeah. and furry and soft. But birds are like you know, dinosaurs man yeah you got to watch out you got this pecking <laughs> your beak is like an, a millimeter
1: from my eye what are you doing it's just two different man we're mammals yeah
0: yeah i don't get them i don't get birds no i, l- <laughs> I love birds i think they're incredible but they are dinosaurs yeah they are. i love that about them actually. i do too i just love that they didn't have much need to change over hundreds of yeah. millions
1: of years yeah know? i had to change my opinion on uh birds not birds in general but pigeons uh-huh I have a drastically different view of pigeons now than I used to it's from animal up. control. Really? Cause it's, they rescue them. They, they rescue mean. rock doves. That. Yeah. Uh, rock doves like,
0: right. Such a nice white thing. pigeons. Yeah. They're yeah. just
1: pigeons. And it's like, uh, but they are, there, there's something in there. Oh yeah. There are. And I remember I lived in, um, the UK for a while what and of- I, uh, in London uh-huh. and I, <laughs> did you know that the pigeons sound different there? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Because um, I learned
1: to im I learned to impersonate their their calls in the UK, know, I and I came back here. They're different. I
0: had forgotten that. I totally forgot that that's true. But I've been, yeah, I've spent time. I didn't spend time there. I've been in yeah. London, and I remember hearing. Well, and also in France, I'm trying to think of those if those because they look the same. Yeah. But their their calls are. They have different culture. <laughs> yeah, that's what. It is, yeah. yeah, what is it related to their?
1: Yeah, to there the actually heat, is the human
0: sounds that they hear.
1: Oh, no, I think it's actually, um, it's more about the, uh, like, isolations of the populations.
0: But what, like, what would determine...
1: Like uh, a landlocked area or...
0: Right. I understand it would be a dialect sort of thing, but why would pigeons, if their lungs and things are basically the same shape and size around the world, why would they sound different? I'm about to make pigeon noises. Like, what is... (laughs) Just to test (laughs) the theory?
1: Well, no, because, I mean, the equipment's there, but there's, you know, there's different patterns
0: of it. But I'm, be, I'm wondering what those patterns are
1: based on. Yeah. Well, UK pigeons be like, okay. All right. The U S pigeons be like, I don't know. I can't really do the U S one. It's not, it's, a little deeper specific. And it's not as, it's not like one of those calls like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, like I love pigeons. I think they're way, <laughs> way underrated. I yeah. mean, people think of them as rats with wings and right. I, I remind them, I remind people who are down on rats, pigeons, and roaches that, all of those populations exist because of human right that's like, our fault. Uh, overflow like. it's us being slobs that creates the vermin you know and increase the niche yeah yeah, yeah they you can't have thousands of rats in every little you know every corner they can find if the humans weren't leaving shit for them to eat of course yeah you know <laughs> i just think that us like humans hating pigeons is
1: Hating ourselves it's,
0: Yeah it's pretty It's ironic We we shouldn't We, we put them there Basically is yeah. what I'm saying So either love them Or stop doing the shit That creates yeah. Or just the, get over the, it the need for them Yeah yeah <laughs> Get over it I got yelled at in Paris By a cop For feeding the birds Oh really? Yeah That's It's against funny. the law I didn't know it was against the law It's not just frowned upon It's like It's illegal It
1: might actually be here as well Isn't it? I think Feeding I, I pigeons
0: heard... I think is In yeah. certain cities But yeah. birds I was feeding like, oh they, right! I mean, there were pigeons there too, and I was letting them come right up to me. You know, I was feeding whoever <laughs> wanted. You know, cop is speciesist. Yeah. Well, he came up to me in angry. He was angry from the start, and he was, but he was speaking French. And then I, I, I think I knew. Well, I knew he was angry. Am I more a, mad that you didn't speak French? Yeah, he he did. <laughs> it, like I knew he was mad, and I had a feeling he was mad because I was feeding the birds, but I didn't know what the phrase "do not feed the birds" is right. in French. And so I I said I I Just feigned <laughs> Ignorance And he yelled at me In English then And you know Was ten times more mad Oh yeah Cause he had Don't make sh- me use English Yeah <laughs> So And then he left And then I fed the birds again Yeah Because I'm a fucking rebel That's how life is Try to stop me yeah. <laughs> French cop um, I have to I'll pee again I'll go to again, jail for the bird it or not. Yeah bird. I will I will I'll take I'll take I'll take a pigeon with me I'll train him to Send messages to the outside <laughs> But how do you get out of that trap it's well really you have difficult. to be nice to
1: mean people yeah that's the only way to do it it is isn't it you have to you have to learn to enjoy being nice to people oh you have to enjoy it. doing it you have to you, you have to have accept to it. it though
0: you have to accept it i don't think you have to enjoy
1: you just have to. maybe it's
0: to, maybe it's easier to accept if you enjoy if, it. It. if
1: you want to get really good at chess uh-huh. i feel like there's no way to do that unless you enjoy you losing it. oh Really? You can't get there. If you hate losing at chess, there's no way you're going to get, like, really to an advanced place with it
0: what do you mean i, I would mean think to get good at opposite. chess you have to lose a lot what if you're just one of those geniuses who get who wins all the time
1: then you mm-hmm. go insane if you lose yeah but then you're in a movie and you're not a real person <laughs> okay <laughs> then you're then you're magnus <laughs> right. bobby mean? fisher right like i mean bobby fisher is a you know a larger than life character and like the well, i haven't actually but there's a contemporary the dude films. now
0: the the current grandmaster the current is this grandmaster has a weird attitude dude right who's
1: I think he's just he sort of... He yelled at some person who asked him some question. Oh, really? Oh, I wish I could remember Did you see the exact it? details of it. Yeah.
0: There's a movie about... If it's the person I'm thinking of, his name's Magnus? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he's I mean, like basically a
1: journalist asked him funny. a stupid question and he just like... He yelled at him. He just went off on them. He's
0: one of those folks who's like a little too smart for for most of the population and so he gets impatient and angry oh that's you interesting know? you're like don't ask me that it's so stupid i can't even you know <laughs> like i can't waste my time it's like, <laughs> well he's like, even just like you're so stupid yeah at that point. that's like, what it becomes it's just and it's the yeah. same it's that same principle being applied it's just like you you become righteous in your anger and that's it's bad that's when anger is it goes astray Yeah, we that's write
1: stories to make ourselves a good guy and yeah, you
0: become the hero of every story, and then somebody's got to be the villain, and it's probably everybody, you know, if if things aren't going mm. the way you want. It's like my favorite then.
1: films are usually like anti-hero type. Really? Yeah, good people doing horrible things because they have to, that type of okay. thing. Okay, yeah, I like that kind so of thing I, too. That's probably why that re- you know resonates. With uh, me. <laughs> did you like Mandy? Did you see Mandy? I didn't see Mandy yet, no. I'm it sure. seemed a little over the top, like I like, you a have to like that gritty kind of like. Okay. I do also like ridiculous movies. I love watching bad movies. I have uh-huh. a long history of bad movies, collecting them. Nice. I'll start with like Mystery Science Theater 3000 when I was a kid. Oh, cool. And like the I, original. I'm still yeah. obsessed with all that. I've seen all, like, I have every episode and like I've watched them. Uh, Over the great. years, it's been my comfort zone. So like... That's cool. Bad movies definitely have a really special place in my heart. Yeah. That's
2: awesome. Yeah,
0: there's t- there's value, I think, in every... Piece of celluloid that's ever been yeah. produced. I think there's something. I've watched an absolute piece of shit movie and had one line stand out as like this just perfect <laughs> little nugget of gold. You know? Yeah, and it was worth it. The two hours was worth it. Um, well, I think maybe we should wrap it up. Yeah, it's, uh, or I'm gonna have some having yeah, editing. It's uh,
1: either that or go all night. So
0: right, <laughs> make well, a decision. All right, <laughs> or, or just have, to have another another session yeah. another day. Yeah. So, cool man. Yeah, well, thanks nice for, for coming. Yeah, yeah. It's great talking. Good to get to know you a little better. This is fun. We'll see you on the dog hill. <laughs> All right. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. That was my friend Chris and myself talking about all kinds of jazz. Um, If you want to find... Oh, that sounded like a fart, but it was my um, chair. I swear it was my chair. Um, If you want to find Chris on Instagram, you can find him at sfbarks, as in Barks and Recreation. As I said, he's a dog walker. And if you want to look at some super duper adorable dogs, he's got them. And if you need a dog walker, he's he's got it. Uh, if you haven't asked me first. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, what else? Um, if you want to find me on Instagram, my show, it's called at Outspoken Underspore. I'm going to start saying that. Outspoken underspore podcast. Um that's ridiculous. Uh also a big part of why I'm doing this podcast, this whole project, this thing that I'm doing, um, is to get people talking to one another and to me and me to them. And uh, you know, have like conversations Uh, spawn other conversations and actually bring ideas up and out and into spaces where they may not have lived before and pass them around and hand them out and talk about them and stuff and that's kind of what I think helps people grow and learn and share and become closer to one another and that's what I'm hoping to do that's kind of my main mission y'all Um, I would like to, I would like us all to be friends, please. Now. Uh, Okay, cool. Thank you. Thanks for being on board. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, that's a big part of why I do this. So if you hear things that we talk about that, that me and any of my guests talk about that interest you and you want to, you feel like you want to jump in that conversation Say so, write me, write an email, write a message on Instagram, something. Just tell me, hey, I was thinking about that too, and so I came up with this other thing that you guys didn't talk about, and it's even better and funnier and smarter and so much cooler and uh, yeah, just rub it in my face like that because you know it's great. um, no, don't do that uh just tell me, tell me about it, tell me what you're thinking, um because I think it's cool to talk to one another. It's helpful. Um, and you may have noticed that I don't have a hard time talking. Um, I am still not crazy about my recorded voice, but uh, I'm getting used to it. I'm learning to love myself. One note at a time. Isn't that beautiful? Um, I'm going to stop ramble-dambling, and... uh. I will uh, see you next week after um, some other behind-the-scenes business that I'm taking care of this week. Um, And what is it next week? Uh, What is it? It's, uh, It's episode 50. You didn't know I was a Tuvin throat singer, did you? All right, love y'all. Bye.